This is the Health Wildcatters podcast. I am Hubert Zajic and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Health Wildcatters. Health Wildcatters is a nationally ranked healthcare accelerator based in Dallas, Texas. Today we're going to talk about ways to convey a second layer of messages during your presentation. So whenever you are giving a presentation, you're not just saying things about yourself. You're like doing your VC pitch or your five-minute pitch, your elevator pitch about the actual facts. You're also conveying information that goes, um, that affirms the statements you're making and um, gets the buy-in from, let's say, an investor or someone you're presenting to. And, and, and really, this is I'm expanding on David Rose's from from Gust's points he's making. So I think he's got a pretty good list going himself. And those ten are integrity, passion, experience, knowledge, skill, leadership, commitment, vision, realism, and coachability. While you're giving your presentation, those are the things you want. Uh, someone who watches your presentation to become confident that you have those those things on board. And not by accident, the first one is integrity. Integrity is not optional in a deal or if you want to get anyone to do anything for you because it, it relates to trust and unless somebody trusts you, you you're just not going to have anyone helping you or buying your comp uh, your shares or investing in your companies or buying products from you. So only first of all, only you know if you have it or not. <laughs> Most of us aren't as honest about this type of thing, but um, your background can help you with that. Uh, you others who know you can help you with that and can speak to it. You can do it. You can instill trust by 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 saying uh, what you will do and then doing it. Simple things like just being on time can convey uh, trust or um, reliability. And um, sometimes it can even be your 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 appearance that instills trust or not. I'm not saying you shouldn't be who you are. I'm, all I'm saying is be aware of that and how you can either undermine trust. Or not. There's not going to be a universal way to cover this subject, but there's certainly things that you should be mindful of. Will this actually further my credibility with this person or not? The second one, and arguably the first in many pieces, a person's playbooks, is is passion. I mean, it's the same for me. If you don't have passion about your business, who else is going to have passion about your business? So. It's not optional. If you don't have it, uh, I, I worry about the company. I worry about the investment. And you need to be in it deep and you need to express that however it is that's your personal way of expressing that. But I need to absolutely believe that you're passionate about what you're doing. No ifs and buts. So another one that you want the listener to know um be confident on is is that you have experience and there's this could be one of those things where you yes you have it or no you don't which is fine but if you don't have the experience then you need to make me let's say i'm the investor comfortable make me comfortable with the fact that you don't have it but you have others in your organization that have it so make sure that if you have it that it's relevant to the company 
and transferable. If you don't have it, find proxies. It could be your co-founder, your advisors, your mentors, your board board members. It could be other people who can make me comfortable around the fact that you have relevant experience on board. Knowledge is is uh, the next one here. Yeah, you have to know your company. You have to be the expert on your company. That doesn't mean that there aren't people who know more about the company. I mean, you might have a scientific officer or scientific co-founder or technical co-founder on board, but you still need to know a ton. So if it's a spine surgeon, uh, a spinal surgery uh, technology, you need to know as much as the spine surgeon does about the technology and the biology and the physiology. There are no substitutes for that. Either you know it or you don't. But the easy and good news is that you can fix this. You just have to study up, learn, get the most up-to-date knowledge on it, know the market, know your competition, and um, instill confidence in people that you have the knowledge. Skill is another one, uh, and and it it transcends a bunch of different uh, areas. So are you able to manage things, uh, manage an organization. It does not mean expert knowledge. It just means can you manage situations? And this is something that is hard to learn a lot. A lot of times, good, you know, having experience under your belt helps a lot. But um, y- if you don't have uh, organizational skills or, or um, let's say, skills in management, you will find you will need to find complementary people that have those. And as a management team, when I'm looking at a management team, I want to see that you have those talents on board and that you're talented in a variety of um, ways that are going to be required to make the company successful because just being an expert isn't going to fix it. Leadership is the next one. Then this means that you're convincing us, the investors or your team or your customers that that you're going to lead through this, that you're going to lead this company to success, that you can make the product you say you're going to make. Uh, there's a lot of studies on leadership, and I, I don't like to belabor the more academic side of this because there's a ton of relevant information on that. But ultimately what it means, are you willing and able to do whatever it takes? And if you are, you're. I'm going to consider you leading by example, and so I need to see you do the things that instill that want to execute and uh, succeed in others and you lead them the way so it may be your team that follows you it may be your your investors that follow you somebody needs to be impressed with that and and to me it always comes back to a servant leadership situation if you're not willing if there are things that you're not willing to do as a leader um, then you're going to start losing your your team uh, along the way and so basically what that means is I don't know, I've, I've cleaned up bathrooms at, at the accelerator. So I'm not too good to clean up bathrooms or empty trash cans or do whatever it takes. If you're not willing to do it, then you're not going to, you're going to have trouble being a, an effective leader. Uh, commitment. Um, we used, will you stay in this for the long run? What I'm looking for as an investor is what gives me the belief that you're not going to just give up the first time something bad happens or something doesn't work out the way you want it. Um, an easy way to, to show your commitment is that you are put, you've put actual money into the company or you've asked others to put money into your company that are dear to you, uh, maybe your family. 
So things that I believe are of value to you, you have done and um, you committed to this venture. I'm not going to be the one that tells you when it's time to quit, only you know that, but I'm looking for people who are not going to quit at the first time, as the first sign of uh, any kind of um, problems or obstacles. So I'm looking for people committed to power through those. Division is not to be underestimated. If we have a, uh, a startup entrepreneur without a vision, that's, that's not, not a good thing. We want to see how you change the world or your area of the world. Or, I mean, if you're making, you're making uh, products for a very small sub segment of the population or whatever it is, you, want to be able to tell me how that's how your company is going to have any a big impact in that area and what you foresee the impact is going to be so i want you want to believe that you're creating something big that can go places and of course that goes with leadership as well um, at the same time we need you to be realistic so realism is a, a, a very important currency as well so there is a fine line between saying we're going to change the world off, let's say, uh, knee rehab or shoulder surgery or something that has uh, a certain area, well-defined area where you're going to have a huge impact. And between that and you saying, we're going to take over the world and we're going to be the biggest company on the planet. I mean, yes, there are people who have set out to do that, but generally they are not that delusional to start with. And they built something that is big and we have such examples like a Zuckerberg or a Bezos and or a Bill Gates but but it's not a good start to convince people um, so be bold but at the same time know what the, the target area is that you're going after I mean even if you dissect out Amazon for instance I mean you look they were selling books at first so this wasn't about taking over the world and doing all online shipping for anything you can imagine so be realistic and as an investor i want to see that and as an investor too i'd like for you to do something where you can corner a niche where you can be the best at what you do um the best in your category in and in that niche and last but certainly not least it's coachability and that's sometimes hard to define but but ultimately what it means is that you're willing to listen to other people's opinions and so generally my rule is that you're willing to um, at least consider taking the advice. I'm, I, I'm scared when two things happen. I'm scared when you take no advice whatsoever and you, everything you do is your way or, um, or no way. And the other one is an entrepreneur who takes all the advice. So meets with an advisor, comes back an hour later and said, oh, I just figured out I'm going to do this totally different. This is how I'm going to do it. And as an advisor, this scares the heck out of me because generally I don't consider myself more knowledgeable than the actual entrepreneur who's doing this thing. I mean, you should not be like a flag in the wind changing your direction uh, depending on who's, who you speak to. So taking no advice and taking all advice are both problems. Key is for me is what I want to see is someone who's willing to take the call, talk to the, uh, the mentor or the advisor and take it into consideration. The only thing I would want out of that if I'm the advisor is to hear from you why you ended up taking the advice or rejecting the advice. Both is fine with me. You're the boss um, of your company. So while you're giving your presentation about your company, about how great the things 
that you produce are going to be, what an impact they have, all those things. Those 10 things I just mentioned, you're going to be saying through by other means, by how you behave yourself, by how you appear, how you're punctual or not. And so you can say all these things and they're just as important as the things that are directly on the slide. But that's what you're going to be doing. And so you're going to be executing on, on these 10 points. And if you do and have a good PowerPoint deck, you're going to be way ahead with investors. That's it for this episode. The Health Walk Hatters podcast is produced and edited by Covington Doan. The music is by William Flato. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Health Walk Hatters, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or visit the website at healthwalkhatters.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.